Effective Living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. Lord, you Welcome everyone to church once again. We have been studying from the beginning of the year on the subjects that are titled Success is Your Birthright. I am of the opinion that in a year like this, where influence is our team, it is very important that we learn from the scriptures how to be successful. The world have their method and direction about how people can become successful. But God spoke to Joshua about good success. Good success means it's different from success in the world. God wants all of us to be successful. And to become successful, there are attitudes that we have to develop. We've been looking at seven attitudes that we all need to develop to become successful. One great learned man said that success is being discovered, that success is 75% attitude and 15% skill. That means that the issue of attitude is so important. Your attitude determines how far you go in life. It determines how well principles can work for you. The reason why two people can do the same thing and have different results is because, because of attitude. So today we are looking at another attitude. As a reminder, with the seven different attitudes of successful living are integrity, generosity, humility, self-discipline, resilience, confidence, and passion for knowledge. Amen. We have looked at integrity. Integrity gives you a good and credible track record. Integrity gives you credibility. It gives you a good reputation, and you need that to become successful. Generosity makes an investment into your future and brings you abundance so that you can have no lack of any good thing, not only in money, but everything. Humility helps you to relate with people well, work with people well, get along with people well, because if you don't get along with people well, you cannot be successful. God created every human being to be able to function well by interdependence. God has not created anybody to have absolute powers all by himself. God has not created anybody to do very well alone. So that is why humility is important. Today, I want to talk about the fourth attitude, which is self-discipline. Everybody says self-discipline. So what is self-discipline? The Oxford Dictionary defines discipline as controlling the way you behave, controlling the way you behave. Ability to control the way you behave and make yourself do things that you are supposed to do. Ability to compel yourself to do what is right. It also means train yourself to obey specific rules 
and control the way you behave. So self-discipline involves training. Everybody say training. Now, training is so important because you realize that in life, whatever you can do very well requires training. If you want to do something and do it well, you just have to train to do it. That is why if a football team wants to play well, they train. No matter how good all the players are, they still go to train. If a singer wants to sing well, he goes to train. Everything that someone must do and do it very well, there has to be training. Because when there is no training, there is no predictability. There is no assurance that whatever wants to be done can be done well. And so when we talk about self-discipline, we are talking about training yourself to do the right things in such a way that it becomes a part of your life. You can never do everything right unless you train yourself to do it. The practice of discipline. Let's look at the practicality of discipline. The practice of discipline involves training yourself, like I said, to observe principles. In other words, do you do things right because people are watching you or you do it because it's your way of life? The issue about integrity is that most people have two lifestyles, one in public, one in secret. But discipline helps you to bridge the gap between your public life and your private life. Discipline makes you do the right things as a way of life. Observe principles, observe restrictions. Because in life, there has to be self-imposed restrictions. When we are growing up, we are trained to do things in a particular way. We are told things we must not do. We are trained in a particular way. When we are growing up and not yet adults. Sad to say, some people don't did not get the privilege of being very trained very well. But as we study the subject of success, you realize that it's not an excuse that you were not trained well. Because God has given all of us the privilege to still train ourselves. Because you will get to realize as you grow up, there are things that you probably might have been trained wrongly for. In the limited knowledge that our parents have, they might have trained us wrongly to do certain things. Your parents can train you to do the wrong thing. And it's not like they wanted to destroy you, but that, that is what they knew, and that is what they taught you. Self-discipline is about training yourself, because when you become an adult, what makes you an adult is your ability to train yourself and not wait for somebody to train you, to observe restrictions, to observe principles that can help you achieve your goal. It's interesting when you get to realize many people know how to become great. Many people know the secrets that can make them do well. Many people know, for example, things that must be done to live a healthy life. Question is, how many do really do it? <laughs> Why is it that many people teach certain things that they themselves never do? Have you ever seen people like that? They will tell you, this thing is wrong. Find out they are doing it. So it is not that they don't know it's wrong, but ability to discipline yourself, ability to control yourself, to do the right thing, is not there. And when you don't have it, when you don't have it, it can really, really, really cause you a lot of harm. The practice of discipline involves controlling your behavior to conform to acceptable practices that ensure success. Success requires certain practices and principles. 
How are you able to control your behavior to do the right things? The third one, the, the practice of discipline requires compelling yourself to do the right things expected of you without any supervision. A disciplined person is the one who supervises his own life. Hello? If you do better in the presence of your superiors than in their absence, you are not disciplined. Hallelujah. Discipline is knowing the right things and doing them irrespective of who is watching. Doing them not in return, not in expectation for a return from a superior, but doing it because of your way of life. Because most of the time, we get to find out the time you think nobody is watching, somebody very important is watching. Only that you didn't see that the person was watching. William Shakespeare said something. He said, anytime you commit an offense in the dark, don't you ever say, nobody saw you. Say, I didn't see anybody. Because there could be people hiding in the dark. But because of the dark, you didn't see them. But they saw you. <laughs> Hallelujah. A disciplined person is one that does not need to be supervised. He knows the right thing. He has learned the right things. He does the right things as a way of life. Somebody say amen. So why is self-discipline important to success? I am of the view that among all the attitudes, the most important is this self-discipline. If you ask me the seven attitudes that you need to develop to be successful, if you ask me which one is the most critical, I, I will tell you self-discipline. Because you need to discipline yourself to be able to engage every other principle of success. Amen. So why is self-discipline so important to success? Why is it an important attitude? Number one, the instinct is because the instinct for wrongdoing is natural to all human beings. The instinct to do wrong. When I say instinct, I mean things you didn't learn to do. Hello? Hello? Have you realized that in life we were taught to do good things? but we still know how to do the wrong things more than the good things. Is it true with you? How many of you, when you were growing up, your parents taught you that you should not lie? Let me see. Okay. How many of you, you have never lied when you were young? Let me see. When you were young, you've never lied. Why is it that we were not taught lying, but... We know how to lie. <laughs> and sometimes we can be very good at it. In a very, sometimes you finish and you ask yourself, wow, how did I, how did I manage this one? This one was very quick. <laughs> That's what we mean by instinct. Instinct means it's inborn. The fallen nature of human being makes him more prone to do wrong than do right. That is why everybody has stolen fish or meat from the soup before. Anybody, you've never done it? Let me see your hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Many of us have been keen several times for stealing meat from soup. The normal human being, hello? When you wake up till the time you go back to bed, your normal self wants to do more wrong things than right things. For example, 
You want to sleep more than you wake up. You want to rest more than you work. You want to eat more than you should. And you want to eat things that you shouldn't eat. Hello? You want to do things, you know, the, the instinct for wrongdoing is just part of human nature. So that if you don't have self-discipline, you will just be giving excuses and be saying, oh, I tried, I want to stop it. I want to stop it. If you really want to stop it, you can control yourself from, from doing it. Hallelujah. Yeah. You can control yourself. You can never do things right when you are not disciplined. When you see anybody who is very consistent in doing the right thing, don't you ever think he was born like that? They had to put pressure on themselves. They had to control themselves. They had to, they had to, they had to push themselves to do it. The next one. Discipline is important to success because it creates order. Everybody say order. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 40 said, Let all things be done decently and in order. Order is very important to success. Hallelujah. Order is very important. If your life is disorderly, failure will be your, your friend all your life. If your life is disorderly, your marriage is disorderly. Your business is disorderly. Everything about your life is disorderly. Nothing is going to work well for you. Order is very important to life. That is why God is a God of order. Hallelujah. And for you to be successful, you have to value order. But I have seen people who know order is good, but they are not orderly. Because they can't discipline themselves to be orderly. And you see it everywhere they go. In their homes. There are people when you get to their homes, you would think you would think you are somewhere. I don't want to mention. Everything is chaos. Everything is chaos. Order. Everybody say order. Yeah. And 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 when you see somebody whose home is disorderly, follow him out everywhere. You get to their workplace, they don't believe in order. In fact, when you set a structure, a an, od an orderly structure, they want to break it. There are people who, who hate order. There are people who don't want to be told what to do. They want to do what they like. They want to do it how they like it. So you, so you see people who can't stay in a queue. Hello? Like, one, why is queue is important? For order. So that when there is a queue, you will realize things move faster. Because whoever is attending to people knows who to attend to and who next to attend to and who next to attend to. But some people, some human beings can never stay in a queue. Even if there is no emergency. Hello? Disorderliness. They can't be told what to do. And they take it everywhere. They don't respect authority. They don't believe in authority. They don't believe in principles. They don't believe in, in time. They are just disorderly. You ask him, what time are you doing this? Oh, I'll do it. They, they don't manage their time. They don't, they, I mean, everything is in chaos. And when you've studied people like that, studied their life for a while, you realize they are just going around in circles. You look at God. God is an orderly person. God believes in order. That is why he plans everything he does. 
if you look at the creation of the earth, God could have created everything the first day. But he created seven days and did one thing at a time in logical order. He didn't create grasses in the water. He caused dry ground to come before grasses will come. And the grasses were not going to grow in darkness. Light had to come. He did everything in a very logical sequence. That is how life is supposed to be. Amen. And so if your life is disorderly, and you are a disorderly person, I want you to begin to think about it. It won't help you, please. It will never help you. There are people's finances is just spend as it comes. No budget. There are people who don't believe in budget in the name of faith. Hmm. Hello? Wow. If you don't believe in personal budget, how can you be wealthy? If you can't plan the little business you have started, plan it well to be able to calculate how much income came, calculate how much expenditure, how much you spend on paying salary, how much you spend on this, how much you spend on that, how much you saved. If you can't do that with a little business, how can you run a multi-million dollar business? People will just steal everything. They will steal everything. They will mess your business up for you. And I realized that disorderly people attract disorderly people. Amen. Yeah. If you are an orderly person, disorderly employees cannot work with you for long. They may change or leave. Hallelujah. They may change or leave. So, life has to be in order. But order is not possible without self-discipline. That is what I'm talking about. Without self-discipline. Number three, no one can keep himself on the right track consistently without discipline. Consistently. Our world is filled with people who did so well, rose to the top, only that sadly they, they never remained there too long. Hallelujah. So, without self-discipline, you can never do the right things. You can never be successful. You can never maintain your success. You can never sustain your success consistently for a long time. Because the more successful you are, the more prone you are to misbehave. In fact, you can't trust people's um, behavior when they, are, they have nothing. When they are, people are struggling and suffering, good behavior is, is a necessity for them. When people are hungry and they are suffering, good behavior is an obligation. But when people become successful, when people become prosperous, when people begin to do well, good behavior becomes a choice, not an obligation. And that is where the problem comes. So this is what Paul said. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26. This is what Paul said. Verse 26. He said, no, let's read verse 25. He said, everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, 
but we do it for an imperishable crown. I want us to read this scripture in LLT. And you will see something there. Okay. It says, all athletes that are disciplined in their training. All athletes are disciplined in their training. Do, you, do we all agree with that? Right. Because any athlete that stops training won't win the race the next time around. Hello? So they are disciplined, but they do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. Verse 26. So I ran with purpose. This is Paul, Apostle Paul. He said, I ran with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. You know what is shadow boxing? You throw punches in the air. I assume there's an opponent and I just throw punches just to, for training. So boxers do that. Paul said, I'm not doing that. In other words, Paul said, every time I, I train myself, I discipline myself, I do with a purpose in mind. And this is the purpose. Verse 27, he said, I discipline my body like an athlete. Hello? Training it to do what it should. Hello? Paul the apostle said, I have to train myself to do what my body should do. He said, otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself can fall. Hallelujah. Paul said, fantastic preaching is nothing to me. Paul said, I am scared of helping people to be successful and I will fail. And I've seen many people like that. If you want to do well, oh, they can teach you. Only that they don't have any proof. <laughs> they don't have any testimony to show. But for the knowledge, they have it. Because they teach what they never practice. Hallelujah. Paul said, all that I teach, and this is somebody who wrote half the New Testament. He had revelations that Jesus did not permit him to write in scripture. Can you imagine? This is somebody who goes to heaven anytime he likes. He said, I've been to heaven so many times. I see things I can never talk about, I can never write about. It's only between me and my Lord. Wow. He said, all the signs of, the, of apostleship was seen in me. He said, I have worked miracles, signs, and wonders. There are things that God used Apostle Paul to do that was not written in the, in the scriptures. Fantastic things. Handkerchiefs touch his body. They put on the sick. They get healed on the spot. Irrespective of the sickness. Paul, great man of God. The Bible describes him as the greatest among the apostles. The greatest. But he said, this is my secret. I am always afraid. That if I don't discipline myself, I will fall. Hello? Huh. Amen. And so will you if you don't discipline yourself. Successful people became successful because they disciplined themselves to do things right. Hallelujah. Because naturally, every human being can do wrong. Every married man can commit adultery. Every. Every married man. If you see a married man who is faithful to his wife, it's because he disciplined himself. If you see a young lady 
who is a virgin till she gets married is because she disciplined herself. It's not like she was not tempted. So you don't have an excuse to say, oh, they have been worrying me. That's why. Hello? Yeah. If you see a young man who says, I am, I am going to marry this lady, but I will not touch her until we marry, it's discipline. Don't you think he's, he's impotent? It's self-discipline. Everybody says self-discipline. Yes. Self-discipline. So don't you make the mistake to say, oh, okay, these people have grace. You know, as for some of us, we don't have the grace. <laughs> we don't have the grace. If you see a man who has integrity with money, it's not like he doesn't know how to steal. He has decided that I will not steal. Amen. Yeah. So if you are stealing, you don't have an excuse. You don't have an excuse. If you are lazy, listen to me, no hard worker enjoys it. <laughs> no hard worker enjoys hard working. We have to push ourselves every day to work hard. Because when you don't put pressure on yourself, it doesn't matter. You can be an... Thank God you are not an angel. Only angels doesn't come into this. But human being, human being... Hello? Ask your neighbor, are you a human being? <laughs> Hallelujah. I tell many young people, I said, one thing that can keep you safe is when you remind yourself every day, I'm human. Number three, number four, I wanted to check whether you are, you are with me. <laughs> number four, self-discipline helps people to develop good habits for success. What is a habit? A habit is something you do without any push. Something that has become part of your behavior. The good thing I like about life is when you push yourself to do certain things consistently for a while, it becomes part of you. So, discipline helps us to come to the place of habit. Amen. And to be successful, there are habits you must develop. But without discipline, you can never develop them. Hello? It takes discipline to save money. Because the money you have is not even enough. And there are many needs competing for the money. But to develop a, the habit of saving that will make you a wealthy person, it takes discipline. It takes discipline to be hardworking, to be diligent. Because the body normally wants to rest. The body normally wants to tell you every day you are tired. You are not the only one. Your colleagues are resting by now. It takes discipline to stay awake when others are sleeping. It takes discipline to read one book a month. It takes discipline. Many people have fantastic books. All they read is the, not even the introduction, the cover, the title on the cover. That's all. Hallelujah. So the problem with people is not that they can't read, but they cannot discipline themselves to read. So they don't have the habit of reading. It takes discipline to exercise. Every week. How many of you know that exercise makes your body healthy? Let me see. Almost everybody knows it. Okay. How many exercise at least once in a week? Let me see. You see the number? So those of you who know exercise is good, but you don't exercise. Why? 
<laughs> you are waiting for the gift of exercising to be imparted to you by the Holy Spirit. There is no gift like that. <laughs> you have to get up tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. and get on the, on the road and do it for a month. You realize it's become part of you. Amen. Yeah. It takes discipline to read the Bible every day. I don't think there's anybody in this room who reads the Bible every day. <laughs> Why is the place quiet like that? Because it's true. Now, is it because you don't believe the Bible? No. Is it because you don't like what is in the Bible? No. Is it because you don't know that the Bible has very important truths that will help you? No. Why don't you read it every day? God said, meditate on it <laughs> day and night. Somebody says the devil. <laughs> that takes me to the next. That takes me to the next point. Discipline prevents excuses. Because <laughs> the devil has been blamed for everything he never did by Christians. I wonder how the devil feels sometimes. When he was nowhere near where you were when you did what you did. But you blamed him. Hallelujah. He was nowhere near where you, where, where you were. We blame the devil for everything. We blame him when we do wrong. We blame him when we do wrong. We blame him for everything. But the devil is not pushing people to do it. If we don't blame the devil, we blame people. Some way, somehow, people always want to find excuses for doing wrong. And when you do that, you just realize you're not going to get far. The last one, this discipline prevents mistakes that you can never recover from. I keep telling people, there are mistakes that you make, you can recover from it. Unfortunately, not all of them are like that. There are mistakes when you make it, it leaves with you for the rest of your life. Everybody says self-discipline. So let's look at the test of discipline. I want to ask questions, about six questions, six important questions. Everybody, are you here? Number one, how do you behave when you are excited? That is how you test how disciplined you are. Can you still self-compose when you are excited or you lose your head when you are excited. Do you know why the Bible says we should not take alcohol? How many still believe that alcohol is good for you? Praise God. Doctors say it's not good for our health, but that is not all. Alcohol is not good for because when you take alcohol, you become so excited you lose control of yourself. <laughs> and you do things you don't want to do. So one of the things that can make you very indisciplined is alcohol. That is why it's not good to take it. Because you need to be in control, have control over your choices all the time. When you are excited or you do something good, people are hailing you. How do you behave? Some people do well until people begin to praise their good works. 
and then they misbehave. Sometimes I, I, I think some people don't need to be praised. Don't try it. You just kill them. But it is lack of discipline, self-discipline. Hello? Number two, how do you behave when you are confused? Discipline is tested when you are confused. Because the, listen to me, there are days when you'll be confused. There are days when things will come again, come after. If you are not careful, you will walk out. You know, <laughs> this advert I used to watch, I mean, <laughs> you remember that advert, the man wears suits and in boxer shorts, carry his suit, walk to the office? <laughs> Because of death. Because if you are not disciplined, eh, when you find yourself in problem, you keep creating more problems. You keep creating more problems. If you are not disciplined, if you find yourself in debt, you get, more, you get into more debt. Self-discipline is what helps you. That in the face of confusion, in the face of, of, of all the bombardments of life, you can still hold yourself together and discipline yourself to be modest in your behavior and to be cautious and to be prudent and to act wisely. Hallelujah. I tell many men, married men, when you have marriage problems, don't get too close to single ladies and don't even tell them you have a marriage problem because once you do, you are in trouble. You are more prone to doing wrong things in the face of confusion. And there are, there are places you can't be employed if you cannot handle confusion well. You cannot handle pressure. Sometimes you see people and they tell you what they are going through, you will be shocked how they can still handle themselves. And that is very important to success. Because the greater you are, the higher you rise on the ladder, the more pressure you are going to face out there. How do you behave yourself when you are confused? When you are confused. The next one. How do you behave yourself when you are provoked? <laughs> Praise God. You know, it's very easy to be gentle when you are happy. <laughs> Nobody misbehaves towards another person when he's happy. How do you behave when you are provoked? Especially in traffic. When the driver did you like this. <laughs> Hello? When the driver crossed you. I've seen people park their cars. Honorable, dignified men park their car. Because one foolish taxi driver said, I don't want, I can't say it here. He got annoyed. He said, you talk to me like that? He get down out of the car. And then a whole respectable man that people respect, you are now exchanging blows. <laughs> and that taxi driver doesn't have anything to lose fighting on the streets because he's nobody. <laughs> but you, people are driving past and they are saying, oh, this nice man, He's a gentleman, Paul. Hallelujah. It takes discipline to hear that insult and drive away. Because for getting down from that car, you could get a cut. 
Hello? So, you have wasted your time. You've got a lot of bruises on your body. And then many people too have seen that you are not gentle after all. <laughs> so it's not worth it. When you are provoked. And this life, you cannot control how people behave towards you. But you can control yourself how you respond to people's behavior. It's a good place to clap. You can never control how people behave towards you. You can never control your wife how she talks. So you don't have an excuse for beating your wife. You can control how you respond. Because women can talk very fast. So men have a way of accounting for their deficiency at talking by using their hands. Men are very slow at talking, so they, they employ the help of their hands. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You cannot control how people behave towards you. Amen. You will always be provoked, but discipline is what makes you not overreact in the face of provocation. Ephesians chapter 4, he said, be angry. It is okay to be annoyed. It is very human to be annoyed. And if you never get angry, you are not human. You are just a hypocrite. You can be annoyed. But the Bible said, when you are annoyed, do not sin. That is discipline. It is only discipline that will make you annoyed and not sin. Because once you get annoyed, the next thing to do is do the wrong thing. Number four, how do you behave when you become prominent? I think I've talked a little about that. The world is full of people who are good, very, very good, until a little lifting came. And the rest is history. It is like, it is as if prominence and success is a license for people to misbehave. That's why I said true character is tested when people began to become successful. When you become prominent, when people begin to respect you, people begin to call you, people begin to talk about you everywhere for good, how, you, how do you behave yourself? The next one, how do you behave when you are tempted? How do you behave when you are tempted? Like I said, those who don't steal are, are also always tempted to steal. They just don't steal. Hello? Yeah. Those if you see somebody who is living an upright life, it is because he disciplined himself not to do it. It is not because he, he didn't get an opportunity to do it or he was not tempted. Everybody is tempted. In fact, the Bible said Jesus himself was tempted and yet he was without sin. So, I've heard many people say, Oh, the devil tempted me. I'm sorry. People who are not doing the wrong thing were also tempted. But they did not sin. Today, I want to end by, by saying this. God wants you to get very far. But there are things that you have to do by yourself. God has given you the power to take charge of yourself to take control of your life.
to determine your destiny. And one way you can do it is to learn to discipline yourself in everything that you do because it will take you far. If you, if you see people living anyhow, don't be tempted to think they are enjoying. If you see people who are not orderly, they are not strict on themselves, they don't have values, they don't have restrictions, and they do things anyhow, you compare them to yourself, sometimes if God wants to help you go far, he brings people into your life that won't let you do everything the way you like. And then we begin to think that, hey, something is wrong here. All my friends have the freedom to do what they like. This guy is just disturbing me. But I want you to know something. Discipline is one quality when you have it. You are bound to get far. And anybody that comes into your life to help you become a disciplined person is a blessing from God. It's more than money. That is why the Bible said we should train our children. He didn't say give them money. He said train them. Because when you train children, it's more than giving them all the money in the world. Let me say this. If you don't train your children well, everything you leave for them, they will blow it up. And the same with this self-discipline. Self-discipline comes before anything you want to acquire in life. If you are not self-disciplined, never desire to be rich. Because when you become rich, you will just use the money to do all the wrong things in the world. That is why there are Christians who could do all the worst things you can think about. Christians. Christians. Because they lack self-discipline. They cannot handle temptation. They cannot handle provocation. They cannot handle prominence and privilege. They cannot handle pressure. They cannot handle success. Little, little success. They cannot handle it. Because they cannot discipline themselves to keep doing the right things, to develop the right habits. Anything that, any habit that can make you successful is possible in your life if you can begin doing it today. Start today. Amen. You can discipline yourself to live a holy life. If you are a married man, listen to me, you can discipline yourself to be faithful to your wife. It's very possible. If you are a young man or a young woman, you can discipline yourself not to have sex until you marry. It's possible. Because if you cannot discipline yourself while you are single, don't make the mistake. Even when you marry, you will still keep doing it. Because it's a habit. Unfaithfulness, sexual unfaithfulness is a habit. If you have it, you have it whether single or married. That is why it's dangerous to go into a relationship with somebody you know that you know that you know that sexually he can't be trusted. You are just digging your grave. You hear people say, oh, when I get married, I'll stop. No, you will not stop. Because when you get married, temptation is still there. Your wife is not the only beautiful woman. There are still beautiful women that will tempt you. Your husband is not the only good man. Women don't look for handsome men when they want to marry. They look for a good man. And every woman's definition of good is different. One that has money, can give money, can take, do them shopping, take them to a restaurant, buy them a car, do this, do that, care about them, care for them, treat them well. Your husband is not the only good man. You will meet men that are better than your husband in being good. 
And they do it deliberately because they want to have sex with you. Just sex, not love. Sex. And after you give them the sex, you realize it wasn't love. You were just not smart. And they go look for the next lady and they kept talking about you. So don't mind that lady. She's just hypocrite. She's just creepy, but she's a hypocrite. Self-discipline. Everybody say self-discipline. You can discipline yourself to say, this is how I want to live my life. I'm going to do the right things. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to stop eating after 6 p.m. Mm. <laughs> and never get up in the night and say, after all, I made a law for myself. Nobody made it for me. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> you made the law for yourself. Keep the law. Keep the law. <laughs> because if you are still eating 8 p.m., 10 p.m., 1 a.m., you won't live long, no matter how much God loves you. It takes discipline to say, this thing, the doctor said you shouldn't eat it, don't eat it. It takes discipline to work hard, to learn when you need to learn, study when you need to study, serious when you need to be serious, do the right things. Amen. Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.